0: you doing before you had an online coaching business?
1: So I was at university. I did business marketing. Okay. Um, does, does that help you now? <sighs> not really. I was going to okay. say this, like, I went to uni to try and learn about business. But now I look at it, I'm like, I was being taught business and marketing by people who have never ran a business. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take advice from someone who hasn't got the money
0: I want to have or hasn't got the success in that particular thing mm-hmm. that I want to have. I think
1: Knowing that you've done it and you've helped other people do it, it's like I'd be stupid to not just absorb that knowledge and go and implement like you say harry do that i'll go do it and then i know that i'll get to that level because you've done it yourself
0: if you're a young inspiring online coach and you've got some limiting beliefs that need to be broken today we have a man who's broken a hell of a lot of them and three x his business over the last 12 months mr harry knights from the uk um, one of my favorite clients at some of systems who's absolutely crushing it for context, Harry, what were you doing before you had an online coaching business?
1: So I was at university. Okay, what did you um, study? I did business marketing. Okay. Um, does, class- does that help you now? <sighs> Not really. I was going to yeah. say this, like, I went to uni to try and learn about business. But now I look at it, I'm like, I was being taught business and marketing by people who have never ran a business. <laughs> it's like, really, like, what was I thinking? Um, left uni and went into a marketing role and did it for about three months before transition full-time into, into coaching. And when did you set up your online coaching business? That was at uni. So around sure. COVID times, I sort of we got given a lot of spare time. So I thought, right, what am I passionate about? What do I like doing? Um, really enjoyed my training, my nutrition. Helped a few of my friends with it, um, and then sort of did my qualifications whilst whilst I was at uni on the side, and then transitioned from there. Cool. And before, if we step back even
0: before that, yeah, like your. Very close with the family and the parents. Like, what were you doing in terms of school, like GCSEs, A levels, and coming out the back end of that?
1: Yeah, so I was very much like classic: get your GCSEs, then go and do your A levels, then get a degree. Got my master's degree, and then get a job. And I think my parents very much like they wanted me to go down that route because, like, I appreciate it now. It's like they weren't the best for their child, right? it was safety yeah that's it it's safety it's like go and get that job and at that point you're done you work your way up the ladder but you're 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 comfortable you're safe and i think i appreciate that that's what it wanted me to do but it just it was never for me i didn't really like it um but i always thought i'll go to uni and have that that three years there to try and figure out what i wanted to do because i was always into business um but i didn't know what i wanted to go into at that point so i was like i'll spend some time there trying to figure it out if that makes sense and then learning the process yeah although it was just old school the marketing it's like like business plans yeah Yeah. like none of it was really relevant to what i do now so i'd like to actually talk to universities and be like look this is what marketing is nowadays and what you're teaching now is just it's not relevant anymore It's ironic because I say that
0: to people when they don't want to invest in people to help them with their business, but they've Mm -hmm. got a university degree. I was like, do you realise
1: how much at university did it cost you for three years? Yeah, I did four. And my master's was like 11 or 12K. And it's like, now I'm like, why would you you not put that money into someone who's done what you want to do and sort of show you exactly what to do to get to the level that they're at? And I don't think think I've wasted money, but... Because it got me to where I am now in terms of giving me that time to get my qualifications, train hard and, and get myself to the position that I'm at now. 100%.
0: And I think everything happens for a reason. And even yeah. if you think about, for example, um, your parents trying to put you on the safer path. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't done that, that wouldn't have made you the person you are today in terms of the way you act and think.
1: Yeah. And I think like... A levels and uni taught me structure and routine, which I think is very, very important. Um, and my first clients were like my friends at uni. So, like, getting them into shape was obviously testimonials. We know how important that is, social proof. Um, so, I wouldn't change it. Um, and I made great, great friends from there. So, yeah, I wouldn't change it. But the, you can spend your, your money sort of better these days and in, in mentors and that sort of thing.
0: What would you do in hindsight when starting your business now, knowing what you know now, like your business has grown wildly last 12 months, versus
1: when you started? I'd have invested in knowledge a lot earlier. I was trying to learn from YouTube, doing courses that probably didn't teach me as much as I know now from from you. So I just definitely started investing in knowledge earlier in terms of getting someone who has done it. Um, Because you can just get there so much quicker. Having someone who's, I think that that's that saying who's got the scars to show for the lessons they've taken the hit, yeah, right. right? And now I don't have to get those scars because someone like yourself is is taking. I've made all the stupid mistakes exactly. And I think that's what people don't understand
0: is the what you're essentially getting is two things. Like one is you're you're getting your time back, Mm -hmm. but two you're not having to deal with all the shit of things that go wrong because someone could be like, yeah, you definitely. I don't need to handle that dispute rate or strike before your account gets shut yep. down. I've had a Stripe account shut down. I've yep. had, like, anything that can fucking go wrong, yeah, yeah. I've probably done, which is why, like, anything that can happen to you in your business or anyone else is like, yeah, I've had that happen. This is what I did afterwards to fix the
1: problem. Mm-hmm. It's like Instagram. Can't put all your eggs in, in that basket, right? You always got shut down. And you told me early on, get on LinkedIn and, mm-hmm. and try and, you know, use that platform and use different avenues and streams rather than just instagram and that's a lesson you've learned and you've passed on and now i'm bringing in income from other platforms other than just instagram 100% looking back maybe like three four years ago so
0: we're currently in dubai you've been living in marbella you've currently got first world problems and like where do you want to live Dubai or marbella yeah um did you ever think that was really possible for you
1: no I, i'd still say the first thing I thought about with my job was right I need to make 70% of my income from that job before I can jump into coaching I know a lot of people say get to that level but I was like there's enough proof there if I can get the 70% then I make that transition so as soon as I did that took that jump although there was some persuading the parents and everything like that but yeah I I didn't ever think it would be at this level to be fair I said I'd be incredibly happy if I was making the same amount from that job
0: the um Perspective of that as well is very interesting, right? Because you look where you are now and where, like, some things we spoke about, where you're going to go. It's then interesting when you reflect and then you look mm-hmm. back in terms of time horizon of, like, like even how much I've seen you progress over the last 12 months. What would you say has been the, the biggest, like, inflection points, things that have changes in the business that you've done
1: that have seen that growth? I'd say looking to sell longer term programs purely because as well like when you think about it from the client perspective as well if they've got 50 pounds to lose trying to sell them an eight week program it's it's not good for them it's not healthy um so being able to i would never thought about charging like 12 month programs or selling 12 month programs but when you actually think about it from a business perspective but also from the client perspective that's something cuz I'd never had a I'd, well, we spoke about limiting beliefs mm-hmm. right that was something i never thought was possible i
0: remember we first spoke about that like why would anyone do that
1: yeah and that's where like and
0: i say this to everyone is like it's not about the money when the first person mm-hmm. pays uh for high ticket program like 3k 3.5k or whatever mm-hmm. it's breaking the limiting belief of like holy fucking shit this works yeah. and then people look at me like i've created fire because they're like <laughs>
1: it changes everything at that yeah. point yeah for sure like I remember the first call we had, you were like, right, you're changing this, changing this. And I was like, I don't know. But as soon as I did it and tried it and it worked, I was like, okay, I'll buy into everything else now at that point. That's why
0: I use you as an example a lot because you're like, I'm not sure, but I'll just do it anyway. Yeah. Like the reality is like if we tell someone to do something or I tell someone to do something, it's not because of like for fucking my own goodwill it's like this will work and make you money so you should probably do this like that's why I joke of like if you don't like money like you should probably not do that like the reality is that success leaves clues and all the things that we see in a lot of volume in our own fitness business is basically like what we guide you through the path with why do you think um, some younger guys in particular are maybe afraid to try and charge
1: higher prices or like longer programs Say if it's their, their client base, maybe is a little bit younger, um, but it is just like a, probably a lack of belief in their ability to be able to do it. Um, I say it's a lack of confidence, but also maybe not, not almost getting that across to the person that they're speaking to. It's like your goals are longer term, like this is for you as well. Like, if you think about the phases that we can go through over the course of a year, six months actually maintain the results rather than just getting them and then you've lost them after like you know the classic get in shape for a holiday right and then like a week later it's gone like let's actually get you in shape and be able to maintain it for a long period of time but they just don't I don't know why there's no belief in their ability to do it I don't think and I think people have a lack of
0: belief in themselves because they don't stack enough wins in terms of like mm-hmm. confidence is when you hold true commitments you make to yourself like you say you're going to do something you do it you see it through mm-hmm. and every time someone like you say deep down, like, oh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to get up and do the work I'm supposed to do at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. And then you don't do it. It's like a little chip at your confidence. Yeah. And those little chips chip away. Whereas on uh, the other thing is like, you get up and you actually do it, you're then stack build, it. you're stacking wins of confidence. Yeah, I was like. really
1: big on that. Like when I was going through the whole process of working the job while I was trying to do this, it was like, I was getting up 5.30, 6, training, mm-hmm. go to work, do my check-ins on my lunch break, go to the toilet to like write some content out, get back from, from work. It was like film content, you know, check-ins, onboard new clients. And I was like, look, if I don't do this I'm and I'm telling myself I'm going to do something and I don't do it, it's, it's another loss, it's another mark against me. And if I keep stacking them, it's so e- much easier to let yourself down. I tell my clients that as well. Is like, if you say you're going to get your steps in, get your steps in, because the more times you don't, the easier it becomes to not do it. And like you said, the wins as well. If you're telling yourself to do something, you do it you just stack those wins and your, your confidence improves. 100%.
0: And what you said there I love is because you made time. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, I, I don't have time to put into my coaching. I have time. It's like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, everyone Because, like, everyone has the same amount of time. It's just how you descend to allocate that kind of time. And, like, for example, when I was, before I left my job in 25th of February 2019, Yeah. I, um, which I played a video at the event, it was yeah, quite funny. Yeah, that's cool. I, um, I was like competing like the year before and I was training twice a day and having to do fucking cardio in the morning yeah. work all day and then manage my fitness business had like 300 clients or whatever yeah. it was wow. and, and as I look back now I'm like how the fuck did you do that Yeah. but like you just figure it out right yeah. you make it work you and I was doing the way. same thing you were I like I'd be at work like doing actual work in my other business yeah. and like, all that type of stuff like you figure it out yeah you do you make time um, and I think with that is there anything you found in terms of like an efficiency point of view that's helped you and maybe not get distracted, because I'd actually say for someone of your mm-hmm. age, you're 24, right, mm-hmm. that most guys who are 24 can't see the long game. Mm-hmm. They're too much like, oh, I want to go, uh, I'm in my bear and I want to be a degenerate and yeah. you know, if like a fucking retard for a bit and then I'll decide then to like work on my business. But by that point, you'll be so far down the fucking horizon, like no one could catch you. Yeah, What is it that I think gives you that focus?
1: I feel like I speak to a lot of people who are ahead of me, older, and have probably made those mistakes in the past, Um, and when I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot, I think it's, it's clear that if you just, if you keep your head now and you stay focused, you can then enjoy those things later on, and I think if you try and almost get ahead of yourself now, it can come crashing down very, very quickly, and I... I stress out about it a lot. I get quite anxious about that sort of thing. Like this could end. Yeah, it could go at some point. And it's like, right, I need to try and build that future now so I can enjoy it with my family and everyone at that point. And I I, I think it's more that, ang- I think it was the saying? like action be, beats, beats anxiety. anxiety yeah. And it's like, if I just keep doing it and keep doing it, eventually like you're not going to be so anxious and like you can enjoy those things later on down the line. It's funny you
0: say that because if you ask Chris Bimmer for example, he's known me for a long time, I used to be fucking anxious all the time. Yeah. And like fucking like stressed. Yeah. And that's always because I'd be just paranoid about shit going wrong. And I'm still like that but I just cover up a bit more. I'm a bit more controlled now. But the big thing is that that's good because it shows you really care but Mm -hmm. it's just channeling that energy in the correct manner. And like whenever I, for example, have a problem in business or something I need to deal with, like I deal with it there and then. Uh Because often... A big mistake people make is that they procrastinate in dealing with a problem and actually the thought of like dealing with problems actually becomes more work than just dealing with whatever yeah, the issue yeah. is
1: so there's tough conversations you have to mm. have like you just need to bite the bullet and have that tough mm. conversation and then rather than pushing it back pushing it back like with anything if you push it you just need to just do it now do it as soon as you can with fitness with business whatever it might be
0: well yeah and then off the back end of that's the compound effect of like the decisions you make right now are going to define mm-hmm. the rest of your life right and what you do in terms of your daily actions are going to take you towards your goals or away from them and yep. like, actual conversation i actually conversation with a friend of mine this morning is like the next 12 to 24 months will create generational wealth so i never have to work again because if, in my opinion what's going to happen with the cryptocurrency markets and other stuff which is another ta- like topic yeah, yeah, yeah. but um which is why it's like this is game time to switch on to think about like What's the decision-making process you need to make? And to give an example, talking about myself, I nearly bought a house this morning, which was completely against the strategy of what I'm supposed to be doing with my money in the next four to six months. And I nearly got distracted and pulled away from what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, remember the plan. Like, stick to the plan yeah, yeah, yeah. and execute the plan and you buy as many houses as you want in 12 months' time. Mm-hmm. And that's an example in terms of how easy it is to get your head turned. Because, yeah. yeah, that was a really good deal and I should buy that. Yeah. But I can't do that and that like this you got to pick one
1: yeah like you talk about that a lot the was it the woman the red dress yeah yeah yeah. yeah. The, the shiny object syndrome mm. so that might sound good but just stay focused on what you're doing right now and don't sort of get distracted because then you start trying to do that and that and this and then they all come come they don't work
0: well, yeah so it comes tumbling down it's um you have a really good ability to focus where do you think that's come from it's hard to say i think because you come from a very sporting background as well, because yeah. I remember you distinctly saying to me before, you stopped playing football and your dad was going to be upset because yeah. he, he loved watching play football. Yeah. Do you think some of it's from that basis?
1: Yeah, I think, like, because I played semi-pro football from, well, since 17, and I've played football since I was seven, and I've always been, it was weird, I've always been, when I was younger, I was, like, the captain of the team, and I don't know if it's, like, it's a team sport, but and I think the position I played in as well the in defense, centre back, yeah, like yeah, like you lose focus, you, you can see the goal, and yeah. I think you have to be focused for that whole time. But it's hard to say like where that where that's really come from. Um, it's, it's a tricky one. That I think, yeah, like, I could not really say where that 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 focus comes from.
0: I'd say the the leadership thing you show from sport, I can see in the way you work in business, which is interesting because I think. That's why in my opinion sports is one of the best things you can do for kids because mm-hmm. you learn all these skills of like like setting the standard for everyone else, right? Yeah. Like which if you have a business, it's like the pace is gonna come from the top down, that person's gonna set the tone. So like if they start to take their foot off the gas, other people will mm. see that, which is an important thing to understand. With what you've done with social media, like you've got really good social media presence, um, really good um, content you put out that didn't happen overnight by chance.
1: What was the first starting process you did with that? It's funny you mention it, because I was looking back uh, a few days ago at like the old TikToks I used to make. Um, they were more like motivational based in the gym, like getting up early, grinding, working hard. Um, and I remember putting that first TikTok out and then like your mate, what are you doing? Why are, you, why are yeah. you taking your top off and posting it on socials? Or it's like, I was worried initially what people would think and then when you start seeing where that actually goes and the people you're helping and how it can actually help you you build your business, I was like, right, I'm just going to keep doing it and th- not care about what anyone thinks. Um, but it started at, at uni posting TikToks um, for a day. I remember I think Gary V was very, very big on it yeah. for a day, every single day. Some might do rubbish, but eventually you're going to get that one. And TikTok blew up for me, to be fair. But I haven't really touched it in the past, past few months. I've been really mainly focusing on Instagram and LinkedIn, but... It started with TikTok, LinkedIn, and it was mainly because when I was at uni, I, I grasped training, nutrition, deficits, progressive overload quite quickly. But I noticed that my friends and people around me, they, they didn't quite understand it as, as much or as, as well. So as I thought, right, maybe that's the same for other people out there. So let's start making content that can help other guys my age, you know, go for university or still be able to make progress while still enjoying life and it started from that and just trying to post more knowledge and informative stuff and, and motivational stuff as well there's something
0: interesting you mentioned there and I don't know if this happened to you because this is a big thing that happened to me with my business uh, when I first started the way people react to me first I was like why are you doing this yep. and then they ask how have you done this yeah that comes later right and and that's the fucking best conversation when you yeah. get people who ask why are you doing this Aaron? why are you doing yeah. that why, why are you not going out drinking why are you doing this yep. and then like 12 months later like how have you done all
1: this yeah yeah um, and I still remember it like the final couple of years at uni I wouldn't go out as much like granted in the first year second two, two years at uni I was going out a fair few times a week but then it got to the point where I was like right, I'm going to focus on my training and nutrition and this side hustle and I did get that from, from friends and from people it's like oh you're boring why aren't you doing this why aren't you coming out and now i'm like i thank myself for standing strong and, and and sticking to my guns at that point and now it is like oh i want to i want to do that i want to try and post content i want to you know do the coaching thing and it's like okay well when you were saying it a few years back and you were like having a pop at me then it's like well why didn't you start then at that point rather than having a having a dig it's funny you say it because i had the same conversations all the time yeah
0: and also i see I see people who stalk my social media who used to take the piss out of me. Yeah, and it's then funny in hindsight. And I tell this story a lot, but I remember a guy distinctly at a gym I used to train at, Physique Warehouse, and I remember him proper having a fucking dig at me once. Well, not actually even to me, but to like someone else about me. Yeah, and then I remember like two years, even like maybe like eighteen months ago, two years ago, I saw him, and you know, like he sees you and you see him. Yeah, like, no, one's else fucking say anything about. I'm like, I fucking got yeah, you. Know, yeah, fucking, yeah, like, um. And that is a lot of um, fulfillment in a weird way. And like, one of the things I say to people is like, success is the greatest revenge. Mm-hmm. Not that you should be looking for revenge, but it's don't let people like that hold you back from achieving your dreams. And mm-hmm. often, that can actually be the people closest to you, like your parents, for example, who are trying to protect you, mm-hmm. who will almost like smother you so that you don't go and take the risk. Yeah. Because like the reality is at like twenty four, that if you or twenty three or twenty two at a time, like if you Go
1: and try to start online coaching. It doesn't work. You just go back and get a fucking marketing job, right? Yeah, like, so that's my argument. That that was my argument to them. It was like, look, I I could pick up a marketing job. I've got the degree. I've got a master's in it. If I want to go and get another marketing job, I can do that. But they just they just wanted you to be safe. And I really I, I was that a that. difficult
0: conversation.
1: Yeah, it was. And it went on longer than like how long was the conversation? I don't know. The conversation last like the actual subject was months because i can't remember the exact times but it was it was like right why don't you just get to christmas why don't you get to this point oh, they were trying to put it off yeah like your your manager's saying like he's going to open up this location and he's already spoke to you about potentially you going and, and dealing with that like the ladder like the opportunity there it's great and i, I just knew the opportunity for this was greater and it was tough because i've always like, i admit i'm very much like a, a mummy's boy I, I love my i love my family um it was just a tough tough one to actually for the, for the first time probably like go against the advice that was there um and then since then i've, I've learned and, and heard so much about like you shouldn't take advice from people who aren't in a position you want to be in or have shown other people that way right so now i listen to like yourself and and people who are in the shoes that eventually i want to get into not that i won't take my parents advice yeah. i still will yeah but it was that, that contextual subject. to what the, the thing is yeah like. yeah, yeah definitely
0: <clears throat> and i think that's an important thing it's like I wouldn't take advice from someone who hasn't got the money I want to have, or hasn't got the success in that particular thing mm-hmm. that I want to have. I think I take my parents' opinion on certain things, but when it comes to like business, I wouldn't really ask them. Or even like investments, I wouldn't really ask them. Like, yeah. I'll give an example. Almost to the point where like if they told me to do it, I'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. because like the way I think about it with like our parents' generation is like their old school, like normal narrative. And generally where success lies in life is doing the opposite of what everyone else would fucking do. Mm-hmm. So like, if you look at, for example, look at like cryptocurrency, right? When the market's tanking is when you want to buy. It. Yeah, yeah. When, every, when your mum's talking to you about it, it's like you need to fucking sell an abandon yeah. ship. Yeah, And it's the same thing in terms of like, with a business aspect. Like if your parents think something's a really good idea and safe, it's, like, it's probably not enough of an upside to make it worthwhile. Yeah, I think they're very uh, risk adverse. Yeah. Like and, and it's I, a generational
1: think, thing, right? Yeah, and they just want, What's safe And what's best for you um, Which I, I appreciate and
0: But I think that um, Even I I think about you And I beat myself up sometimes It sounds really weird Because when I was like 21 to like 25 I didn't have the opportunities Then because all this shit Didn't really exist Yeah So like And when it came I was one of the earlier people In it To yeah. a degree um, So as soon as it came around I was like I'm fucking in, I can see what's happening here Like I'm in with both feet And um, but the perspective and opportunities you have at your age and some of the other guys you work with is wild. What would you say is the thing that you actually maybe find is the biggest limiting belief for you now? I think it's a good question.
1: I think I still, even though I've seen it like firsthand, the guys in, in, in the group, the potential that you can actually get to and, and achieve, and I, I still look at that and think, God, that would be nice, or maybe one day.
0: But here's some perspective for you. People look at you
1: like that. Yeah, and I and I don't, I always, I don't I don't look back enough and think how far I've come to show myself what's actually possible. Like, if the business is like 10x, it's like okay, that's possible again. And it's like I, but I don't ever look. At that that was the saying. It's like you climb the mountain, but you don't spend enough time to actually stop, look back, yeah. and admire the view, right? Yeah. And I, I don't do that enough. But if I actually do and, and realize how far I've come, you can then see. The potential of how far you can go. And that's one of the things I'd say I'd take, take away from the weekend and, and from actually being in the mastermind is surrounding myself with these people who are well ahead of me. And it's like, it spurs me on to really think, okay, you can get there. It's not like they're, they're Superman. They're just doing Lord what people are Yeah, yeah, they are. And they're doing what you're doing, just doing it better. And like, okay, I've got to learn. I've got to like implement. And then eventually I can get to that level. So,
0: yeah. Here's a thought process. And I read this. this. is a really good book. And I think I've told you to buy this already. Um, 10x is easier than 2x Yeah. and one of the things they talk about in the book is like our goals, my goals get like to a million to two million a month is um, think back to your business when if you like like divided by 10 so it's a 10 mm-hmm. to where it is right now you 10x to where you are right now you thought that was impossible yeah. so you've really fucking done it before
1: yeah. and I was like fuck me, I
0: was like I've already 10xed once, I was like I could do it again yeah, like, and for me that just gave me a lot of perspective of like you've done it already. Yeah. So it's like, why can't you do it
1: again? It's the same game. It's just at a different level. It's like, just add a fucking comma on a zero. Yeah. Just more reps. Like you say that as well. It's just like reps, repetitions. just keep doing what you're doing. And like, eventually you'll get to that point where, okay, that's that you've you've sort of got to that level. You have mastered that sort of thing. And then you can then move on to like the next thing and try that. And when I see people doing it, it just makes me more confident that, okay, I can go and do that. 100%. I think
0: that's where, um, when you can, like, vision, like, I had a vision of everything I want to do, like, a blurry vision, and, like, the business plan for seven-figure scaling systems I made in 15 minutes, <laughs> like, with a fucking pen and paper of, like, I'm just gonna do this, this, and this, and just did it. Yeah, And that sometimes is where the most important thing is, like, we spoke about this in another podcast somewhere else earlier, but it's not, like, paralysis, oh, sorry, paralysis by over-analysis in mm-hmm. terms of, like, most people fuck around and think, spending six, yeah. 12 months working out what do rather than, like, I would have just done the thing, yep. made a load of mistakes, course corrected, made a load of mistakes, course corrected, and then done it. Yep. So it's like, if you just start, you just figure it out. And one of the most important things I'd say with that is also having the right advice to keep you on the rails because mm-hmm. I have a lot of people in my network I ask people's opinions with. some, like Probably more now than ever, Like I'll disagree with what they say sometimes and I'll do my own thing, but I'll still get a different perspective yep. because um, from a business point of view, it's very easy that you have cognitive bias. So like I come up with an idea, I think it's the fucking greatest thing in the world because yeah. it's my idea, right? Yeah. So like I'll get
1: other people's opinions sometimes to bounce off, which I think is a really valuable tool. Yeah, definitely having that network around you with people mm. who you can trust and go to with your ideas. But like you said there, like far too many people will wait for the right time or say like, oh, well, if I can do this, then I'll do this. And it's just like, just get started on the thing. Learn, like fail eventually fail again fail again and then you'll get it right and it's like win or learn right if you don't get it right the first time you're going to learn and you're going to be able to win eventually
0: have i told you about when i lost 75 dollars to a, on a tech team once no okay this is a good story so i um was another mastermind it wasn't that great it was like 50k a year and they told me i need to hire a tech integrator i was like yeah whatever i'll do whatever you tell me to and i um, I had interviewed this guy, he said he was a nuclear submarine engineer, <laughs> seemed really smart, he was pretty jacked, I was like, he pretty cool. Um, told me he was like ten, eleven grand a month to work with. I was like, Seemed quite a lot, but you seem really good. And I was like, We're making loads of money. We've made more money than I ever fucking knew what to do with a month before. I was like, I got more money I need to do it. Like, yeah. sounds good, let we go to the moon. <laughs> and I then um I told and I told everyone else like this guy's the fucking best thing since sliced bread they speak to him they obviously think he's great because I said he's great yeah. we hired him month afterwards he's like oh I need my team as well so then I'll be able to up to like 20 grand a month and then like three and a half four months in like none of the shit we wanted done was working or working properly so I pulled the plug it was basically like 75, 80k later we now have VA who does the same thing for about $10 an hour for, yeah. and we found out another way to do it and that's where like I talk a lot about you win or you learn, like, that was a really fucking big mistake. Mm-hmm. But, like, I learned a lot from it and I'm glad I learned that then rather than in a year's time and it's got another zero on the back end of it. Yeah. So you just got to take the hit sometimes. There's also, like I could say, to someone like you, yourself or some of the other guys who work with, like, yeah, that's definitely not a good idea because there will be a reason behind mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah. And I think there's an element of, like, I'm young enough to almost make these mistakes and oh. keep going. And, i need to appreciate it a bit more like c- i can keep learning and, and you know make these mistakes and then eventually get it right because i have the time and not so much responsibility i haven't got family or anything like that yet so it's like you can keep making these mis- make these mistakes and then learn from them
0: well the way i look at it is um risk to reward ratio right mm-hmm. so actually i mentioned earlier about um i was gonna buy a house but i'm putting some money in cryptocurrency instead strategy for that right the my opinion i could put Let's so say it's a hundred grand. I like put hundred grand into crypto. It could ten x the next twelve months. Yeah, hundred. That's a million. A, a million mm-hmm. is a significant amount of money. I'd like that. That yep. would help me. Um, if I put that into real estate and it went up ten percent, okay, it's worth one hundred and ten thousand. Doesn't really change a lot for me. So it's mm-hmm. like, if it, the risk reward ratio worth that perspective, mm-hmm. yes. And I look at the same way in terms of things of businesses, like that could work. How big is the upside versus how big is the downside? Yeah. And that's the game of like assessing risk. And also you have to look at the perspective like of your age or even at my age, not that I'm old, but like you've got fucking time. Mm-hmm. So most people should take more risks mm-hmm. and I've taken a lot of risks, yep. but you just have to think about it like this. This is the way I like think about business that it's like a two-way door. So like you mm-hmm. can go through it and you can come back out. Like yeah. a tech team, I can hire him, I can sack him. Yep. But you don't want something like there's like a one way door that once you've gone through it, you can't come back. Yeah.
1: There's most things you can, like you made yeah. a decision, that's you can Undo it. Yeah, you can. Um and you just have to accept that, okay, that wasn't right. On to the next.
0: One of the things you mentioned earlier was obviously you're very passionate and close to your family. How does it feel like you mentioned a lot of things all the time to me, which I really like in terms of you like giving gifts to your dad and like mm-hmm. helping your family how does that make you feel and how does that
1: yeah is that I would say that's your big driving force really absolutely yeah the main thing Um going back to like the football days my dad would drive me around all over the country he'd take time off work he'd travel around mum and dad would watch every single game they would do whatever they could for me and my sister and it's like I'm at the point now where I'm um, I have the ability to be able to give back to them and, and thank them for that and I think, without it sounding too deep, my dad's, he's fairly old and there's the element of my mum, she's 10 years younger than him and they want to do lots while they can. Um, he's semi-retired, nearly retired and mum hasn't yet. She's effectively still got to work, I guess, for like 10 years but she's her worry is that when she gets to that age that she can retire, dad won't be able to do all the things they want to do. So the big driver for me is to... Bring my mum out of work, retire her, so that her and dad can then live and do everything that they want, and give back to them for the time that they spent on me when I was younger. And like you mentioned, they had a little like the present. Like last year was the first Christmas where I really could. Being a uni student, you don't have much money, and but last year was the first time I could really give to them, and it was the the best feeling ever. And I know I don't know when this will go out, but I want to retire my mum next month. I feel like I'll be in the position to do it, and that would be like the best thing ever knowing that I can buy her time back so that her and dad can just go and do what they, what they want. And,
0: like, like the um, ability for you to do that is fucking wild in terms of, like, fulfillment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how you'll feel at that point and also how your mum would feel because, like, that's a fucking wild thing, right?
1: Yeah, like, it is emotional (laughs) Um, but, it it would be cool. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel in the moment. Like, I know it will, I haven't told her yet, I've spoke to dad a little bit about it, um, but just knowing that like, they'll, be the, they'll have the opportunity now to just go and travel and do what they want, go and see places and experience things that they might not have been able to if I hadn't have done this. And that's just like a really cool thing to say that I've, I've worked hard and I'm still gonna keep working hard to support them. And yeah, like if I always write my goals out, it's always like what can I do for, for them what can I do for family and my, my future self and fu- my future family and my parents are always at the, like, the top of the list when it comes to setting my goals. And that's what a lot of people don't
0: understand is that you have to be selfish to be selfless so like you by putting yourself first by say for example university not going out building a business all this type of stuff you then have the ability to be like selfless and then give back and provide for other people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah it's like focus on yourself and be yeah like you said selfish in the moment an element of that was dropping the football. Like, although my dad would probably say like, forget presents and forget all of that. I'd rather watch you play football, but it was like, I know how much time I'm having to spend to football. If I actually put that time back into the business, I know where I can take it and then help you guys down the line. Um, So that was part of that decision as well. Yeah, which is pretty wild.
0: From the experiences of living in different countries and traveling around the world a bit now, what's been the biggest takeaway that's maybe opened your perspective on the world because not many people your age get to see that
1: yeah it's just the whole element of like what is truly possible and what's out there like thoughts on dubai then yeah like crazy place like wild like took me a good week to really figure everything out and, and and get myself a little bit settled but it's just like the convenience the level people are at you know almost these things become normal because you see it all the time but it's like i'm from ipswich a s- small place and it's like you don't see the stuff that you see in bay or dubai but it's like i think you have to get yourself out of that place because otherwise you're almost confined to that
0: big fish small pond right yeah
1: and i'm firm believer on right let's go put myself in the biggest pond possible be the smallest fish and just absorb knowledge take on what you can from other people and and then grow that way. But I think you can only grow so far, like you're in that, that tank, right? If you're in Ipswich, you can only grow that so far. But get yourself in these places, you, the amount of growth that you can have and the potential is wild.
0: 100%. And like, I think a lot of it is it breaks limiting beliefs because, for example, a lot of people think there's um, a lack of resources in the world, but it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. Like mm-hmm. you're in Dubai, you turn up at like news car park. There is millions of dollars of cars sitting there. I drive into my apartment building. This fucking Bugatti Veyron. I drive past every day, and I'm like, motherfucker. I motherfucker. Was, like, <laughs> was like he's beat me. I was like, I can't work yeah. harder. And it's those things that like it just really like raises your standard. And it's like one of those things that people don't understand is that for you to be successful, you have to raise your standards. Mm-hmm. And um, rather than like falling to like other people's lower standards, so mm-hmm. I actually even notice that when I go back to the UK, I just feel it almost like, lowers. Yeah. It sounds very arrogant. Not that I feel uh, I'm better than the people, but I feel yeah. like I'm ahead of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like if I walk into a normal cost of coffee, I'm like, it, it just makes you complacent in some respects. Yeah. Whereas if you, I'm the same as you, I'd rather be the one chasing mm-hmm. rather than the one being chased.
1: Yeah, and I just think it would just, like, I, I don't know who a lot of people talk about it is like you do have to eventually move, like friendship groups, you have <laughs> to move out of places. And it's not, don't get me wrong, like, I still have my, my best friends from uni that I will see. Like a few times throughout the year, Christmas, birthdays, and whatnot. But you have to move to that next group of people and, and surround yourself with people who are aligned. Yeah, yeah, with with what they're looking to achieve, but also they're probably ahead of you. So you bring yourself up towards their standards, and then you you level up that way. And I think you do just have to move environment, and you have to move into different groups of people to to really level up and, and achieve what you want.
0: Would you say that's something you did intentionally or it just happened by default? Because people have asked that to me and I just say I I almost just naturally pulled myself away from people I knew weren't good for me and I weren't mm-hmm. aligned who were going to hold me back.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a bit of both, I'd probably say. There are things I noticed. I was like, okay, I don't really want to get involved in that. don't want to do that. That's going to hold me back from what I want to do. That could potentially get me in trouble. So it's like, yeah, consciously took myself out of certain things but I think other naturally do just sort of gravitate towards wanting that next thing and wanting to level up a little bit and I think it's a bit of both I'd probably say. 100%. To start
0: to wrap some things up one question I'd ask for you I think would say we've had a pretty pivotal experience in terms of taking to the next level in terms of your business what would you say have been some of the big impacts you've had from
1: that? In terms of?
0: What we've helped with?
1: yeah I'd probably say building out a team, not like just doing it on my own. You can only go so far, you're own, your own bottleneck, right? So helping me build, build out a team, again, different avenues, different streams, breaking limiting beliefs. And I'd probably say just confidence in the fact that I can get to that level and I can go and do that. And it's like knowing that you've done it and you've helped other people do it. It's like, I'd be stupid to not just absorb that knowledge and go and implement like you say harry do that i'll go do it and then i know that i'll get to that level because
0: you've done it yourself 100 and what would you say to anyone who's sitting on the fence about reaching out for help i can't even don't even know how we ended up working with you but like working yeah. together because we worked yeah. there since january it's been a while but yeah um what would you say to people because a lot of people are often scared to ask for help or also they think they know it all
1: mm-hmm. i don't think they just need to try and appreciate what truly is possible if they do do go and get help and and go and get that knowledge you know you you only know so much and it's like if you're a coach yourself your business is about helping people and people coming to you for help so why would you not go and seek help yourself like there's always someone you can learn more from and I think it's just breaking out of that that belief that you're currently in that you might be doing really really well and you might be at the top of your game but you don't know the half of it yet when you can truly get in yourself in these environments what is possible you've just got to you just have to do it and I would say that's the perspective shift people need
0: It's because like people think they're a really big balls. A coach to make 5-10k yeah. a month and it's like people make that a day <laughs> so it's like and that's where people don't understand the levels of things sometimes and that's ultimately what will hold them back from being successful because they don't actually really see what the game is
1: mm-hmm yeah,
0: completely agree. Um, big thank you for your time today. Nice. No, Where should people much. find out more about you?
1: Uh, Instagram, Harry Knights Coaching, and uh, that's the, the main place I, I uh, stuff.
0: Make sure you go and give him a follow because his content's really fucking good. There's loads of stuff you can not copy because a lot of people do copy Harry <laughs> stuff, and a lot of people copy some of that stuff as well, but you'll get some inspiration. Um, if you're looking to scale your fitness business and want help with that, you can hit the link below this video and podcast and book a free call to find out how we can help you if this was enjoyable make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next episode soon thank you thank you that was good dude appreciate it